Welcome to So Do You Want To Talk About. This is a podcast where four northern friends from the UK talk about K-pop, Hallyu and Korean culture. Disclaimer, these are our own personal opinions and thoughts. So do you want to talk about what makes K-pop K-pop? Hello. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of So Do You Want To Talk About? And today there are just two of us holding down the fort. Yeah. So shall we just do some introductions? I'm AM. I'm B. Uh, and this is going to be, yeah, just a, a two-person episode. We're going to discuss what makes K-pop K-pop. Hot topic. A hot topic. Slightly controversial. Some of it may get cut out. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but before that, shall we just do a quick roundup of some of the more recent events? Yes, absolutely. So to kick off, P1 Harmony won their first music show. Um, they've been three years since they debuted, and they finally won up against Idol. Long time coming, um, and they yeah they they've won it now. What about you, B? So for me, I think the biggest update for me, as we're filming this, it's the 18th of February. So the last episode of Nana Tour with Seventeen and NAPD has just aired on Friday. Uh, for context, um, I didn't purchase it. B purchased it on Weverse. Yes, Weverse. Um, so I do want to watch it. Um, I've been looking online on YouTube, but they haven't put the subtitles up yet on some yeah, of it. So. Yeah, because it, it aired on TVN, shorter episodes though. I think they were about an hour yeah. on that on the Korean TV network. Um, but on Weverse, it's been about two hours. Like, it, in fact, I think it's been more in general. Like yeah. the final episode in particular, I think with all the bits combined, it was about three hours. Yeah. You'll, yeah, we'll have to watch it at some point on my Weavers. I'm Definitely. sure I'll be rewatching it many times. <laughs> if I come banging on your door, you know yeah. why. But yeah, that, that's uh, my Fridays. I'm going to find something else to do with Aww. now, now that that's finished. Well, you've got so much to look forward to. Oh, we do. We do. What did you do? We've we got Stray Kids tickets. Um, so we're going Stray Kids, Golden Circle, Hyde Park in London, our country. They're playing in They're the playing UK. They're playing on UK soil. Oh, we're going to be there in the Golden Circle with we're everyone doing... else, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been like saying that we've uh, got Golden Circle tickets, and on TikTok, everyone's like, "I've got Golden Circle, I've got Golden Circle," and then Instagram, "I've got Golden Circle." I'm like, who's got general admission? <laughs> yeah. like, how many people have they sold the Golden Circle tickets to? Because by the looks of it, you're all coming. So yeah. mm-hmm. it did seem the Golden Circle did seem big. Obviously, we, me and AM went to Blackpink mm. at BST Hyde Park last year. And the Golden Circle did seem pretty big. I think we've changed the configuration a bit this year with the diamond and stuff. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I think it's going to be good. We'll see you all there. We're hoping, fingers crossed, that we might be able to meet some of you. Um, but we'll, we'll figure out a little bit. But yeah, I think uh, that was that, that was our main roundup for this week. So mm. shall, we, shall we get into the crux of it? What makes K-pop K-pop? It's a million dollar question in my eyes. It's something you've been wanting to talk about for a while. It's, it's, I've been wanting to make this episode for a while. Um, just because I think, obviously, k- when you're trying to explain K-pop to somebody, mm-hmm. how do you explain it? I think it, it's so difficult mm. because K-pop is so broad. There's so much that goes into it mm. that it's not just a quick answer, which is why we're going to be filming it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, this is why we needed a dedicated episode to like what makes K-pop K-pop yeah. to the outfits to the like the debuting to um, foreign members what does it make mm-hmm. so I think shall we start at the very beginning yes so of your K-pop journey one thing that makes K-pop so different is before they've even debuted the trainee process I think yeah because obviously in the west you don't really hear about I don't know if there is any comparable sort of thing yeah. to the trainee process but obviously in Korea it's pretty common I don't know if the the different lengths of time that people are trainees for yeah. obviously varies company to company but as far as I'm aware like every capable group you hear of goes through this process of being a trainee yeah not knowing whether they're ever even going to debut yeah it's a lot of dedication a lot of commitment that you go through when you you don't even know if you're going to make it yeah and uh, like They'll put you into a, a group and then they could say, actually, no, we don't want that person in that group. We don't yeah. want this. And they're switching and changing. If you don't look right for that group, the image, yeah. you will get switched out. Even though you, you might have been with that group for a year, they'll turn around and go, actually, we don't think you're the best fit for this group. And um, for example, I watched um, La Seraphim's um, documentary on YouTube, if anyone's watched it. And basically, there was meant to be another girl 
that wasn't meant to be Unjin ah, really? in the same thing. Anyway, they ended up taking. They'd be, she'd been training with him for a while, and also Fearless was already um, recorded. Mm-hmm. And they decided to take her out yeah. and untrain in. And then, then it's like the image, what the name is, concept yeah. as well, mm-hmm. what the concept of the groups are going to be. It's all changing, isn't it? Yeah. So it's similar with most groups. I think when you look into it, there was always going to be extra members. I know, obviously, seventeen. There mm. were seventeen originally, and I mean, there were definitely more even before that. I think, um, and then. People, yeah, get cut for various reasons, whether it be that they get cut from the company entirely or whether they, a lot of the time, they just get cut from that specific group, like you say, because of the image, yeah. or they just don't fit, or sometimes they're just a bit young, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it is really interesting how that happens. Obviously, for those who don't know, generally people get into companies through various methods, but I think the most common is probably auditioning. Mm. So, like, the big companies tend to do auditions both within Korea and internationally. Yes. So that's how you get a lot of members from Australia, the US, Japan, things yeah, like that. France. There's yeah. lots of different ways that people get in. And then obviously there's also scouting that you hear about. Yes. So one of the girls from La Seraphim got scouted and she was actually trained to be a ballet dancer. Ah. Um, okay. And she got scouted. She mm. lived in Belgium. And um, she got scouted and basically the company, the ballet company came across and said we've got somebody that we potentially think will fit your group, ah, your image. Okay, yeah. And then they flew her over um, to Korea and then they started the process there. Yeah. They're um, quite young as well, I think. Yes. Whenever you see the auditions coming out, some of the birth years, you're, it always shocks me still just how young these It's because we're are. old. Probably, <laughs> Probably yeah. I say old, late 20s, but... Yeah. Uh, mid-twenties <laughs> but yeah I think when you see the ages that some of these people do start to go to these companies and stuff obviously they live in like dorms and stuff some of these people are moving thousands of miles away from their parents to take a chance at being an idol yeah which yeah like I say it's not it's not committed to and I think one thing that's quite interesting as well is that sometimes people got through the auditions or got scouted for one reason and then they'll get trained upon the other things so obviously for k-pop you have multiple things you sing you dance you rap your visuals mm. and sometimes people will get scouted for one of those and then they will get trained up in the others and i think yes. that's quite interesting it's not necessarily that the people who came in already experts at singing dancing yeah. everything like that they mold these people to make them into the idols that we yeah. see, the all-rounders. Like, is it, is it John Ho that said from a tease, like, he actually didn't want to dance? Mm. I think there's quite a few idols that are similar. I know, like, yeah. when BTS was speaking about it, I think Sugar and stuff was meant to be, you know, hip-hop, and then all of a sudden he's dancing and everything like that. And similarly, yeah, some people just get scouted for the visuals, and mm. then, I mean, obviously, you must have some kind of talent. You can't be tone deaf like me. I probably wouldn't make it. <laughs> but. Look good on the camera. I think some Terrible people... in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe from the podcast mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think some people, though, do. that go through specific singing lessons, specific dance lessons, because obviously, in K pop groups, yeah, everyone does everything, but at the same time, you have this person is dance this person is vocal this person is rap you sort of have your specialities and i think they do get trained up in those things yeah and i think sometimes like um if anyone's seen the interview with ban chang and he and stray kids they were doing the interview with an american uh, radio host and he said that for ages he was on his own was Banchan because mm-hmm. there's people nipping in, nipping out, like people getting cut left, right and centre and he was on his yeah. own for multiple years um, and he said that it could be that harsh that one day they just cut everybody Yeah. and I think like obviously it must be a very competitive market Yeah. like mm-hmm. of people wanting to become K-pop idols definitely and I think people see idols and they think oh that's, that's an amazing thing to do and it definitely will be for the people that make it but you've also got to remember that some people could be training could be dedicating years of their lives and never actually debut as an yeah. idol Yeah. because so I think obviously they have evaluations don't they where they can get cut if they're not doing yeah. one particular thing right but then they also have to get through sort of like a showcase a lot of the time there's a lot of, it's quite common in Korea to have a TV shows isn't it? Yeah so I've recently just finally started watching the Stray Kids one. It's been too long. It had. And I thought it was really interesting in that that 
at the beginning it was between the boy group or the girl group that were going to get a chance to debut mm. and I thought it was really interesting to see that part of the girl group that Stray Kids were up against were a lot of members of ITZY yeah see I thought that was really interesting mm. and especially Che Leung from ITZY now yeah yeah she was one of those, but she'd also appeared in 16, which was the show that produced twice. Yeah. And she was cut, sort of, she was like the last person to be yeah. cut, I think, out of well, that. that show, um, obviously, twice is made for that, but Somi, who was a singer, mm. who's now a, a, you know, a female singer, she was meant to be in twice. Oh, really? She was And nobody, then yeah. she, they, they decided that, you know, no to her. Um, one of the guys from The Rose. Yeah, he was at JYP, Wu Song. Mm. The Rose um, was originally at JYP. Boys Planet. Yeah, is there a best one? Yeah, Boys they Planet. came from Boys Planet. Yeah, Island and Hyphen came yeah. from that. There's a, there's a, there's quite a lot of these shows that obviously as well something that we'll speak about more detail later. America to Korea. Yes. Vitcher. Yeah. From that. So I think a lot of them come from these kind of shows, yeah. and then you have to get through the show as well. Once you've made it into the show, yeah, you have to get through the show, and then you finally get a chance to debut. Yeah. It's. It's a long process. I know that some idols, Geo from Twice, I think, was a training for ten years. Yeah, and then you've got this whole thing about pre-debuting. So mm. they have a showcase. If they've got a new group, they'll tease this new group. Um, for example, Baby Monster was teased for for a long time. Yeah. Um, by YG, a long time, and then they'll basically like they'll have a press conference. They'll be like, "This is what the group's going to be. This is each member. Each member will then introduce themselves. Generally, it's televised or it's like done by radio or you know. And they'll have it on and they'll say, "This is what we're expecting. This is when the next album's going to be." Blah yeah. blah blah. Um, and that's the thing. Like they're basically showcasing their band, what yeah. it's going to be. And sometimes they obviously have like pre-debut releases. Like yes. obviously, Three Ratcher had done pre-debut releases yeah. before they'd yeah. even formed Stray Kids yeah. as such to debut it's it's quite a I think that's a one thing that I noticed that's completely different to the western music like in western music people will obviously be training and, and stuff yeah. but it's not the same sort of you staying in this um, dormitory with all these people and you're getting these evaluations and you're going through this it's almost like a set process mm. you don't know how long you're going to be there and which route you're going to take and stuff but you have to go through that in order to debut. Like by the time somebody has debuted, that isn't the start for them. They have been working at this for years and years and mm. years. A lot of them, obviously, because they are so young, doing school as well full time. Yeah. Which, it's pretty. It's pretty impressive, really, when you look at. It. Yeah, like when they um, when they graduate and things like that, while they're still you know training and everything, you're like. Oh my god, you're doing like a full like exams and everything while you're training to be a K-pop idol, like, <laughs> to be an idol. And I'm thinking, God, when I used to finish school, that were it. Like, you, you didn't do anything else. Like, obviously, you did after school clubs. But yeah. other than that, it was home to bed. Can you imagine going and having to do, like, a four-hour dance lesson or a singing yeah. lesson after, and then you've got your schoolwork to do, and then you've also got to eat well, and then, oh, no. It's a lot of dedication. And for the one, the lucky ones that make it, it'll probably pay off, yeah. I imagine. But there'll be some of them that then do have to just go and get as we call a regular job yeah <laughs> a regular job but yeah I think that for me is quite a big thing that makes K-pop K-pop yeah the trainee process and if you then make it as an idol mm -hmm. there's other things that come with it for example Definitely. next topic merch this is a good one because I think especially in recent years this is obvious because you don't really buy physical CDs, physical copies of anything mm. for the artists that you listen to. At least I don't. I just listen to it on no. Spotify, listen to it on no. YouTube, whatever you want. But in K-pop, it's such a big emphasis on physical merch, mm. including CDs and albums. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because if you'd have told me five years ago that I would be spending 30 quid on a physical album I'd have said no way yeah no I, 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 there's no way when I could just listen to it on because my phone because the albums like a general album that's not a K-pop album what 10, 10 12 pounds yeah and you just get pretty much the CD you might get you know the lyric sheet or something in there yeah but the K-pop album you're not buying it for the CD like I'll be honest most of the CDs in my K-pop albums are sat in my K-pop albums yeah they you, will never be played you're buying it for the inclusions yeah and this is something that I think K-pop groups do really well they sell you the album. Some people buy albums just for the photo cards. That's obviously 
a big inclusion. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> so photo cards are. This is a good way to get people to buy stuff. Because yeah. Some people buy multiple copies. Some people. Well, I've bought multiple copies. Yeah, because you get a different theme. Mm. You get a different theme for each one. So that obviously, like for the Stray Kids one, for example, the Rockstar one, they came out with like four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I bought three of. Um, <laughs> they come at different price points as well. Uh-huh. So obviously, yeah. the higher they are, the more you get in it. The lower they are, the less you get in it. But you also get like little uh, A4 like pictures. Of, it could be from a, di- a different artist, yeah. which I do have them in frames in my spare room. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's looking a bit bare is the wall, so. Uh, when I come back from Korea, it will be full. Yeah. Um, but like, there's little things like that, and you get stickers and posters. Posters, which the posters mm-hmm. are huge. There's nowhere they would fit in this. Yeah, place. yeah. The, but they are nice to have. Yeah, yeah they are and nice. The other thing is as well, you usually get quite a chunky photo book. Yes, normally some good quality printed pages and in there. You can tell the quality of the photo books. For example, I recently bought B. A taming mm. uh, for her birthday, the, the taming album, not the boyfriend. I call it the boyfriend box. <laughs> I don't think that's the actual word, but um, it was a taming. It was like a, it was like a magazine. It was the quality of that was that nice. is the best quality I've seen. That was nice. It is really well and done. For example, I got the second zero base one album. The first one I never bought because it was it was a bit flimsy and it was like it was like a magazine, but it just it didn't catch my eye. The melting point zero base one looks it's nice, it's like it's a chest, nice. isn't it? Yeah. And you open it up and I got like a little key ri- it was like a keychain, wasn't it? Yeah. And like things like that, like they look nice aesthetically on your shelf. Because people decorate their rooms with the albums and yeah. the merch and everything that they get. It's quite a big thing online, isn't it? Like showing your collection. It is, it is. And I, re- I think that's the reason why I really like the box ones. Mm. Like the book ones, don't get me wrong. The I box still ones like stand them, up better though. The box ones, yeah. There's just something about those. But I think that they do do it really well. And it is, it's pretty insane that K-pop companies have got that, that they're able to sell to people. Like yeah. every K-pop fan wants the album. Yeah. They want to buy them. Don't get me wrong. There is a slight issue that I have with the sort of amount of wastage if people are just buying albums just to get a photo card and yeah. stuff there's a lot happens of to the rest there's of a lot of wastage yeah yeah but aside from that i think it's a really nice thing to be able to have that collectible because I, I feel like yes. this is a thing especially i know we've mentioned it in episodes before especially photo cards as well it's like a it's collection. big business it's big it business is, is photo cards it is collecting trading yeah some th- sometimes i am shocked when i see the prices that people are paying for photo cards so like for example uh, there's a shop that me and b lou and castle like to go to uh, in manchester and if you don't buy so say you wanted for example you didn't buy a 17 album or you've never bought a 17 album but you just want mingu photo card yeah, we've all been there yeah they will have the collections of the photo cards from the albums. Mm-hmm. So say you just didn't want to buy the album, you could pick the, that photo card from that album. Yes. So you could have that. So there's like people will go and trade photo cards. Like I've seen ones that are like that's like really rare. And you pay like mm-hmm. a th- like BTS ones like from the early days. Yeah. Like ra- thousands of pounds. Yeah. I, well, I've seen it. I think as well ones from like fan meets or something where you had to be the in person that was a limited quantity yeah you, they, yeah they go in hundreds thousands of that's pounds. why i can't wait to kind of go to korea because then i can be able to get like strike is uh, the pilot mm. um one they had all the merch but in korea like you could order yeah. it online but the shipping's ridiculous but i'll be able to go and get that and that's not something i've got in my collection yeah. you know what i mean it's not something that i would be able to get over here it'd yeah. be like limited edition in my like limited edition merch yeah um i do think it is really good and i think i i know that lou will be kicking me if i get this wrong but I'm, i think taylor swift in her recent album has started including photos. i've heard this i have heard this she's she's going the k-pop way i, I think, think that's the right way to go mm. and another thing that piece of merch that k-pop fans do that you don't really see is light sticks love a light stick obviously i think the only sort of western group that i can think of that does something similar is coldplay which i think we've mentioned before they have the sort of light up wristbands yeah which is really nice um other than that though i don't think it's too common whereas in k-pop every group shortly after debut will get a light stick stick. like my favorite one which i have not actually got m mixes has got a really cool light stick and it's like a whale 
Oh, and it's really cool. Really. Um, but there's like I find it really funny, and we'll, we've experienced this as cells that if someone's going on tour, you cannot get hold of that light stick. Yeah. You're better off just buying your faves light stick before they've even announced having a concert because you will not get hold of one. That's true. I think as well. You, it's insane how many people when you go to the concert have them because they yeah. are quite expensive. Like I don't think they are necessarily if you buy them in Korea, but yeah. if you buy them over here, you're looking at sixty, seventy quid at least. Yeah, easy. But then plus batteries, plus batteries. Once you're there, though, I've got to admit, especially if they sync up like the Twice concert, it's so pretty. There's just something about having that light stick with you that makes you feel part of it all. I like don't know. I look back at my videos of the Twice at the concert and the orange pink glow from the lights yeah. from the candy bong and there's just no other like it just makes everything bright but you can also see how many people there is yeah like, you obviously seen you, you feel seen yeah with a light mm-hmm. stick and um i mean we we've got our stray kids light sticks which obviously we've not been we've been to Lollapalooza but we didn't we couldn't get hold of the light sticks because of Lollapalooza and we've ordered them a while ago didn't we and we've all got them and they've all been sat in their boxes patiently waiting patiently waiting for years but now they've announced high pop you ain't getting a light stick yeah, I don't think you'll be getting a light stick for a long time or they'll sell them for expensive oh like, you'll be clean stupid yeah. yeah yeah. the Stray Kids one as well is a bit different because it's got that screen yeah it's like a custom screen so yeah. you can put your bias um, on the screen which I think that's an absolute genius idea and I think yeah. that's the best light stick that like tech- technical wise yeah. that we own it's heavy though it's heavy well, it has got a screen in it, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, true. See, my favourite light stick is the Twice one. I just think it's so pretty. I love pretty. the Twice one. It's really And then I like uh, Isles one as well. It's a castle, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I really yeah. like that. And a tease, but that's a sore subject for me because I lost the top of my light stick. I think a lot of people have this. If you want to revert back to the M count the light down, um, for my light teeny, I was <laughs> in emotional turmoil. Um, and I still want to find somewhere that still like has the top, you know, sells the yeah, top of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do think that that is that's a really cool thing about K-pop concerts. Yeah, and even people use them when they're just watching on YouTube and stuff. You yeah, can sync them up but have you not seen like um, recently P1 Harmony were at in London? There's a video floating around, and it's like, is that a Twice light stick? Like, oh, yeah. Like, they were like taking another light stick to another person's concert a lot of people tend to do that don't they like yeah. people will take I think it depends as well because obviously if you go into something like M Countdown or K-pop looks where there's multiple artists mm. that's quite interesting because you you tend to bring the one of the, your favourite group that's going yes. in or whichever light stick you've got yes so there's just a complete sea of different light sticks which yeah. is really interesting to like, see I really want an NCT light stick just because I've seen them everywhere like the green yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a green lantern I haven't saw one of them at Lollapalooza yeah she was in front of us yeah she was she was in front of us because they've just got a video of like I'm trying to film like Chambin and there's this like green light yeah. and it, she had an NCT light stick which I think like then you still feel part of the K-pop community then and I think that and also they're expensive you whack that out anytime you want yeah true you if there's yeah, a power cut, you you've got to put it in your collection. This you, thing you do. I've got. I've tried to put mine out, but I think I need better shelves. I need bigger shelves. We've been just discussing this that I'm having an expansion in the spare room. That's going to be a shrine of just K-pop albums. Mm. It's getting the what the shelf's looking sorry for itself. Put it that way. Oh, just wait till we get back to from Korea. We can get all the merch. Got to count it. So, next one, music shows. I love this topic and this is actually I think one of my favourite things about K-pop that when an artist has a comeback yes there's a very it's always kind of follows the same pattern of going on music shows to promote the comeback which I absolutely love and and I I know for the idols themselves they must be absolutely shattered after the week or two weeks of comeback but it's so cool to see so they'll be going on in Kigayo or uh, Music Car or various different shows and you get to see the performances the different stages in the different outfits and things like that I really like that that is a part of the K-pop comeback yeah and I like the interviews because mm. um, you get to see the art- the I- the artist interaction because they'll tend to put two artists together in the same room so like they had Stray Kids and Mamamoo yeah. which Stray Kids love Mamamoo so that was really cool like mm-hmm. to see then you might have N- and an Ive yeah. like there's different ones isn't there and there's also the MCs obviously their idols, idols themselves Anshan's my favourite oh uh, yeah 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 so I think that that is really cool that 
the actual shows themselves are yes. presented by idols. Yes. And I think it's especially cool when the idols group is on the show. Yeah. So I rem- my favourite clip is when uh, Subin was an MC and TXT were the guests that they were interviewing. And Bomgu had to like nudge Subin, like, Subin, you're the leader, you're meant to be doing the introduction. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that this is, again, obviously artists in the west do perform on shows and stuff like that you know if you've got saturday night live or tonight show with jimmy fallon or various other shows like that but i think in korea these shows happen in every week Mm. religiously in and out these shows are constantly going on with all the different things so even if you didn't follow k-pop too much you could just tune into one of these shows and you could see who's released recently and it's almost like a um one-on-one competition isn't it yeah so then they do it where there's different categories and you get the points and they're showing who's getting the most points and then at the end obviously you see the final scores of who has won and obviously you mentioned p1 harmony yeah one on one of the music shows for the first time and i think that that is a really cool aspect so they generally put on behind the scenes when you see they do like pre-recordings so they might record a couple of times with a live audience and then they obviously have who's won and then they tend to have like an encore i don't know how you'd so like when they're having (laughs) the interviews they'll say like if you win what would you do and they're like we'll wear big fluffy snow hats which is what Pew and Harmony did. Or they'll go, we'll wear bunny ears. Or twice did it before where they're like, I'll put my hair in pigtails because mm. I don't like it. So they'll do it because the fans like it. So like if they win, they then do like an encore stage. So yes. then they'll redo their song again. But they tend to not, they won't, some of them don't do the actual, you know, the dancing and everything. It's oh, just yeah. like, they'll More sing like the song again. with fans. Interaction it? with fans. Like they'll say thank you and things like that. And then the fans will cheer for them. And it's just like an appreciation then. Um, mm-hmm. of you know the fans so I always find that it's it's a bit like Top Pops yes it is yeah but, but a bit more in a bit more over the top frequently yeah and leading on from that into our next thing of what makes K-pop K-pop is the fan interaction yes I would say so as we've mentioned with the interactions at the end of music shows and I also touched on the have by behind the scenes content mm. K-pop stars tend to have a really close relationship with the fans yes the parasocial relationships are really pushed in this industry more than what i would say they are in the west you get to see a lot of idols yeah like they have content coming out constantly pretty much so every time anything is happening if they've gone on a music show they've done i don't know recording the new album etc etc you tend to get youtube content of that you get to see a lot of the behind the scenes mm. and not only that but the artists themselves will often do live streams yes. which i know some some artists obviously uh, in the west do instagram lives or whatever yeah but i feel like k-pop do it more big. so they make it big yeah so like obviously in the past there was v live which most artists went live on uh, nowadays tends to be Weverse Live for people who've transitioned to Weverse or YouTube Live, Instagram Live. Instagram Lives are crazy. Like, for example, me and Bea were watching Hundreds Live on the train. And because also, as well, it buffers. So it, sometimes it stops, doesn't it? Yeah. And mm-hmm. obviously, it's coming from another country. Yeah, I got no subtitles. Yeah. And some of the comments are wild. Wild. That's the one yeah. thing I would just say. Like, mm. they are like. The, like the people are going on there out of their their own time yeah. generally to see fans um and they just want to ch- they're just they're just human beings as well at the end of the day. I think this is why sometimes it's better to go on the more k-pop specific platforms like vlive previously yeah. and weverse now because you're not going to get as many like spam accounts sort of yeah, thing yeah. you tend to get more people have gone there specifically for that yeah yeah because like unless you're not going to go and watch a 17 live unless you're subscribed to 17's weverse channel yes so it makes it that you're more guaranteed that it's going to be carrots that are watching that live rather than on instagram yeah other people could be following you anybody not that i'm saying that some of the fans some of the fan comments are completely inappropriate completely unacceptable um 
I think one thing that stray kids do quite well though is that generally if they're on Instagram Live or YouTube Live, we'll call them out. Yeah, but they also they tend to read the comments from Bubble. Yes, Bubble community previously, and I think that that's quite good because again it's more guaranteed. That person has subscribed to you. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be more of guarantee that it's going to be an, an actual stay, an actual fan. Yeah. Than if you're just going on a free service where people can be put in. Like anything like yeah, that, because there's, there's people who have problems with various idols for whatever reasons, yes. and um, it is a shame that they get those kind of comments because, like you say, they're putting themselves out there, um, and obviously sometimes they are going live in their own time, completely, you know, in a hotel room, in the house, whatever. Yes. Sometimes, obviously, it's more planned lives where yeah. they're in the. Um, company building yeah if it's their birthdays yes the staff prepared things in advance and things like that sometimes the staff are there in the room with them and things that's probably more of a safer approach but again it's something that is very specific to k-pop like you almost take it for granted when you're like oh where's so-and-so's birthday live like it's their birthday we also have chinese room yes which every sunday he would go on for a couple of hours and interact with fans and react to other artists' music videos yeah. and generally have a chit-chat. Obviously, that's not... He doesn't do that anymore. Mm. Uh, but I think he might have got to that point anyway where he, Stray Kids are getting really big now. Yeah. And it, maybe it was a good time to kind of close that door. Yeah. In a way, he still hasn't done, like, his birthday live and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he tends to kind of stay out the background a little bit when it comes mm. to, like, the, the other lads having lives and things. But sometimes you see them all together. It just depends. Yeah, and I um, think they really give you an insight into... Like, their world. Yeah. 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 Because at the end of the day, being a K-pop idol is a job. It is. It's a job. They 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 wear the makeup. They do. Yeah. They wear the outfits. And this is what I was trying to explain to actually um, my boyfriend really because we were having the conversation. And he's like, "Oh, I'm not really keen on that outfit." And I'm like, "Do you really think that they walk out the house wearing that? Like, yeah. do you think they're mm-hmm. going to walk out the house wearing a full face and makeup, the head and everything? Because when people have generally seen K-pop idols in public, they have got their comfy clothes on, they've got a yeah. mask on and a hat on. They do not want to be recognised. They do not want to be seen. They keep it on the down low because they're, they're not at work. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you. It's like for us, for example, we go to work, we wear a uniform, yeah. we have to look a certain way, we have to talk a certain way. We come home. We can be our three K-pop selves. Like. Yeah, and it's this is the thing that I think some people forget because K-pop idols are just people and we see what they want you to see. Yes. The company will moderate anything that they put out. When they're going on live, they'll be careful what they're saying. Just in the same way, like you say, that if, if we go work, to work, I don't show my full self at work. There's certain things in me that will be way inappropriate if I showed the clients. Yeah. And that'll be the same for them. Like, oh, Susan HR's doing amazing. <laughs> like, you're not going to say that are you, as a as a, an idol. You're not going to go, well, that staff member really did my head in. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Or you go, well, that's inappropriate. Like, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. And they are just generally kind of... It's the polite approach. Yeah. They, they, they show us what they want to show us. And I think that they do it really well, like... They're good at their jobs in that they show us so much of themselves while still maintaining this idol yes. image that they've got. Yes. And it is their job to do that. They, they, it's their job to show you this idol image and things. Because um, you could be literally watching an idol and you think, oh my God, they're amazing. But actually, off the off the camera and off screen, yeah, they could be an absolute ass. They could be an absolute ass. You don't know that because as much as we think we know them, we don't know no. them. Mm-hmm. Like you might be like, oh, I know his age. I know they're. I know they're like they're. What's it called? Like they're. They're like. What's it called? MBTI. That, but also what's your star sign? Oh, horoscope. Horoscope. Yeah. You know, like what the horoscope is. You know how tall they are. You know how much they weigh. Which I think that's really like invasive as well. Right. I was thinking about this, but then do you know what I did say, think when I go on to look at the rugby players? Yes on the rugby website that's the exact same you've got a higher right. weight so I was thinking it kind of is I mean I suppose it's my, my job putting out how much I weigh I'd be like oh bloody hell <laughs> yeah it is it is a weird one but um, yeah I think K-pop does have this the parasocial relationship it's a fine line and I think they, they do it well generally yeah there's times where sometimes we see that it doesn't go so well no. but I think it is a big part of what brings in the fans because you do feel like you're part of a community with these idols even though there's you'll be sat there and there's millions of you watching a live stream 
but you feel like you're with your you're friends. On. You feel like you're like the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that they do that really well. And I think really that's well. why Chinese Room did so well. Yeah. Because he was so chilled out. He was eating. He was ordering pe- like pizza. Mm-hmm. Like it was hot. He was he was switching between Korean and English. You know, Korean and English, so that you could understand him. And it was yeah. I think a lot of people use that as a comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, to have on in the background or things yeah. like that. And I think that's why people really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, I came to the fandom quite late on, so I only saw a couple of Chinese rooms. Yeah. So I kind of missed that. But the ones I did watch, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I think the K-pop community in general is quite good in that sense that you do feel like that you have friends even if you never met these people including the idols themselves and obviously in k-pop they do fan service and aegyo yes which this is something that i think is more specific to korea yeah as a a culture yeah it, it can be quite a shock almost as an international fan when you see like these grown men and women doing like cute bunny poses love hearts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is really funny because I've, uh, we've like sat like because obviously we've, we've kind of died into that culture we tend to do it on a regular basis not in a cutesy way like the finger hearts yeah. and stuff like like if we're messing about we'll do it as a joke but like oh my god I'm like I've been taken over this is the thing that I've got so used to it now that when I see the idols doing the egg you're like I I don't even think anything of it. But I know that when I first watched it, I was like, what like, is what going on? on? Yeah. yeah. I was like, why is he making bunny ears? Yeah, but that, I think that is definitely a thing. Cause especially, you hear them, the fans sometimes on music shows and stuff like, shouting like, oh, do do Aegyo, do Aegyo, do cute pose. And they like roll their eyes and then yeah. they're like, they're, like, there's some of them that absolutely, I think as they now got older, like say Twice, for example, some of the girls twice do not like doing it. Yeah. There's some of them that were like 17, some of them won't do it. Stray Kid. Uh-huh. Champion, straight up the centre will do it. But there's some of them that will not do it at all. But you've also got to remember these are, are like these idols are in the 20s. Late, yeah, yeah, late yeah. 20s, nearly 30s. Mm. But some of the younger idols that have debuted, they love doing it. Yeah, I think it's just person to person, yeah, isn't definitely. it? Definitely. It is, yeah. And another thing as well that they do, obviously, is like the variety shows. Which yes we will speak about this more in a separate episode so I won't go into it but I think that that's quite interesting that idols are not only performers singers dancers visual all things we've mentioned before they're also entertainers yes they're doing these variety shows whether it be in the soup run BTS Skids Code movies going 17 Blackpink the movie movies TXT the movie documentaries BTS the movie <laughs> you you could be sat on YouTube for hours and you still I like, generally am yeah, yeah. Same. and you never run out because they just so much content so much content um, so like especially like the hype game caterers that's my favourite thing to watch where oh, they get yeah. hype get all their artists to basically do a picnic and it's all games and stuff the content of that is hours long yeah. like it's probably mm-hmm. six or seven hours long like, yeah. that is quite nice as well because the, the artist interactions like that yeah um also with dance challenges yes yeah, so like the tiktoks are getting really big yeah. now because when an idol comes out with a song they will tend to invite somebody and they'll mix companies as well oh, but also crazy. it's it's like some like you wouldn't maybe like pre-debut some of the artists oh, like that are just yeah. about to debut like Thatcher recently did one way twice Yes, you know things like that, um, and it's nice to see other idols interacting with other idols, especially Chambin doing uh, Queen Card. <laughs> it has been a fan <laughs> favorite for a while; it's a classic. Yeah, um, but it's nice seeing the idols mix with different groups, like not the groups that you would generally like, you know, like the mainstream, mm. like other groups that are a bit like are not as popular. Yeah. I really like that, mm. um, but as well, we have to talk about fan calls. Yeah, this this is This it. is controversial. Fan calls and fan meets. I think that... Fa- so fan calls, I think, actually, are generally... Again, it's something that K-pop goes way above and beyond. Like, you would not expect to be able to go to a fan call or a fan meet where yes. you're going to hold hands with Harry Styles. You just... I can't even imagine it. But yet, this is actually the reality yes. for K-pop. Yes. And I think this has been a really hot topic of conversation because it's like, how do you even get a fan call... Like yeah. you have to, you have to buy multiple albums. You have to have a certain platform. There's definitely yeah. pros and cons, and it's definitely been a topic of conversation. At so, do you want to talk about? Because we all said we all wouldn't want a fan call. Yeah, we've all uh-huh. said we wouldn't because you only get what is it thirty seconds with that idol, something like that. Yeah, and um, and in thirty seconds, that idol's got to make a perspective of you. 
how you are in 30 seconds, but you also get a perspective of that idol yeah. in 30 seconds. And if you don't have a good interaction, then your that that idol for you is going yeah. to be a disappointment. This is why I, some, I like the phrase, never meet your idols. Exactly. And I'm, I, I heard this way before I got into K-pop idols. Yes. But I think it kind of works because in your head, they are like this perfect idol image that you've seen. I don't want that to be shattered. No. And <laughs> I think like some of the fan calls, they generally are better when I've seen them on TikTok when they've met them a few times. Yeah, they like, know them, don't they? A lot of them have, hands. generally, some people have had the same fan calls. Like, there's a girl on there who's got the most bright coloured hair and the best personality. And she, she went to um, uh, Hannah and went, is that Music Core's number one winner? Aww. Like that, and Hannah's going, yes, that is me. And, like, things like that, like, people that are uplifting to other idols and joke with them and have a mess about and then there's some some people that ask really inappropriate questions and then make them basically feel uncomfortable the good thing is though that the staff are always it's monitored it's monitored you are not one-to-one in their bedroom you are there is Mm -hmm. multiple people sat behind you there is an alarm that goes off after your 30 minutes is gone and somebody cuts the camera Mm -hmm. like it is strict one of the 17 fan calls that i've seen a clip of I try not to watch the clips because I find them a little bit awkward myself. Yes. But one of them, um, Jong Han is 17, sh- panned the camera around to show him that they were all sat literally oh. desk, 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 and each member is sat there all in the same room with like two members of staff each mm. with them there. The, you know, so the, they are monitored quite well, and I think that that is a good thing because some people can go. Yeah, inappropriate with I it. watched one this morning actually, and it was um, Lena's um, was on a fan call. Because some people do not want to share their fan call like interactions, as in them yeah. talking to the idol, they will cover up their own uh, face and change their voice. Oh yeah, because some people that have got a platform, they want to share it. Yeah, like there's a girl on TikTok called Adriana, um, and she is quite big on TikTok, and she's showed multiple times her um, her interactions with. Um, stray kids and um, I think that's really nice but this particular girl it was really nice she just asked Lino if his hand was okay but you've got 30 seconds so the translator was then yeah translating it to Lino and then she got to ask one more question that's it done so yeah. after it's obviously been translated you're okay if you're getting someone like Vernon from 17 or Bang Chang or Felix who speak English yes. but you have to bear in mind that's all got to be translated back yeah 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 it, it it's a really interesting thing that you can experience that with idols like i say in person as well like they are touching hands they hold i don't know no i just i'd be like he just signed my album please <laughs> i'd be like hey up now then you're all right can you sign my album have a good day bye <laughs> like that's I, I just don't feel like i would be able to sit and look bang chang in the eye and hold his hand I just, I just can't. I just either would melt, or yeah. I'd, I don't know. Or you'd end up acting stupid, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'd probably get my nails done, and they might make a comment. I mean, your nails look nice. Cheers. Move on. Like yeah. I'm, I yes. am. There's I'm like, calling it early. Like there's some people that obviously give them gifts. I think that's really nice, yeah. but they probably get quite a lot of gifts. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that I would personally do because it's like you don't know that idol well enough to give them a gift. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what if you get something they don't like? Or like I don't know. I just feel like the whole concept is crazy. The whole the fact that you queue up and you've got literally like I don't know if you've seen the TikTok videos where like stray kids in it and it's like Han was having a conversation with the girl and she must have been the first one up. So then someone was listening to the conversation and got in on it and I was like, What a dream. Wow. Wow. Like yeah. like you're having you're having like a general conversation. Like there was one where this girl was like arm wrestling and I'm like God, that's the way to go if you're going to do it. Idol breaks arm from fan me <laughs> yeah. breaking hand arm wrestling. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is It is really cool. And uh, do you know how you get a chance to have a fan call? Yeah, so I think in general, I'm not sure if this is the case for every single time, but it's that you win a fan call by buying albums, which this is where I do not like it because, first of all, it ends up being a lot of the same people if they can afford it. Yeah. But second of all, it results in a lot of wastage because I think it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the golden tickets go out. Yes. 
that is what it is like buying people these buy. albums so if you've got a Veruca Salt where your dad's super rich and he's going to buy you 10,000 <laughs> albums to try and get a winning fan call some people do that some people I think do bulk orders so say for example if I got loads of people from the UK who all wanted a 17 album I can put the order in yeah. so then I have more chance of getting the fan call yes. and it works out for everyone because like, you know we split the postage and everything like that yeah yeah I think some people win them like that. Some people might be rich. Some people might just get lucky. Mm. But I think that that generally... I personally don't like it because of the wastage that people are just buying these albums for the sake of it. I know One Time 17 had um, loads of albums, I, I think, from things like this and also from, obviously, trying to chart and things. But I think that that's the general way that you win a fan call. I Which don't know if there's other options is, as well. It's slightly annoying, especially when you try to get your hands on an album... Um, yeah. in your like, like in our local HMV, they might just be like one, yeah. one mm-hmm. of a album. So I think like things like that, and especially when there's people out there that can't afford albums, I think it's a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yeah, it can for be, people yeah. that can't afford an album, and then there's people literally buying them in bulk and they're gonna sit in a box. Yeah, yeah. Like there's things like that. Unless people give them to charity or do as giveaways, like depending obviously what yeah. platform you're on. Mm-hmm. But that I think that's there's no problem with that. And I've got nothing against you. Do whatever you want with your coin. Like yeah. nobody's telling you how to spend your money. Um, and I think yes, you are looking with slightly bitter that you get to have a fan call. Yeah. But I think it needs to be rejigged in this day I and think age. It could I think it needs to be resourced. Don't get me wrong. I if you've got a load of money or yeah. you just want to spend your money on K-pop, like I think you should be able to. If you want yeah. to put in your name in the hat to win a fan call, it's just that the wastage that is coming from that yeah and also like for example when we went to Sam Countdown our tickets were put in a generator and we got Cerebase yeah. 1 soundcheck if we've mentioned that before and Cerebase 1 soundcheck um, we didn't obviously know and yeah. they were all just put in a generator so yeah. no matter who bought the tickets it was in a generator so they weren't even up for sale like fan yeah. calls are not up for sale I think that's the that was the most fairest way I think you can do that yeah it's the same approach it's just obviously that you might buy one album somebody might buy 5,000 albums right so they have more chance of winning technically you could win with one album chances are probably not going to happen cheers that's the best in my bubble but yeah I don't know I think it's definitely a K-pop specific thing it's a good way for people like to get the sales up it, yeah, obviously it is, it's a it marketing is, yeah. strategy it, it, of course it um, is, yeah. like everything in K-pop it's all to do with money yeah. and the company making the money it's going to it yeah, yeah absolutely um, um, and, it, and especially like uh, we've not mentioned but like touring yeah like touring you're, like you're paying like for K-pop I was trying to I actually said to my friend yesterday um, as we were talking about the Hyde Park tickets and my friend's not into K-pop and we were talking about it and she just went to see uh, recently is it Bring Me to the Horizon yeah. and she was like oh my god can't believe the ticket was £60 and I was like well let me tell you I was like yeah. and that that was standing that was yeah. standing mm-hmm. in an arena and like K-pop tickets they are they're not cheap no, because yeah. it's K-pop they know that they because they have the demand yes. and they, they know that people are going to be paying for it because this is the thing you can be any type of K-pop fan but if you're the type of K-pop fan that wants to go to these concerts you you need the money. Like the albums are not cheap, the light sticks are not cheap, the merches are not cheap, and the tickets are not cheap no. for these concerts. Not to mention that for the majority of people, us included, you have to travel for these yeah. concerts because they tend to be in the if the gun went to Europe, they're coming to some of the big capitals. We're yes. pretty lucky that London is often included as a tour date. For some people around Europe and even people from other continents they don't get any anywhere near. Yeah, and I think as well, like, the price of being a K-pop fan, like, for K-pop, I mean, we live two hours away on a train from London, so our train tickets are generally, what, £100? Mm-hmm. Then you're paying for a night in London. Yeah. Or two nights, depending on how many you say. What we're looking at then, about four, 400 Yeah. And then you've then got your ticket mm-hmm. on top of that, your light stick, and then you've kind of got your food and drink while Merch, you're there. If you buy it, Merch, if you buy it. You're looking at a thousand. Yeah. Well, to we go to a concert. We we know for ourselves that we paid a hundred and twenty pound for a Blackpink hoodie. We did. 
I recently re-listened to that episode and it still makes me feel sick. Yeah, but it's I the can't what, really but to be fair, it's the most worn item of clothing that I own, along with it's my really twice hoodie. But I'm wearing mine right now. We find <laughs> you are, you're ripping it. I've got a Stray Kids t shirt on. It's not a merch, it was just something that I, a, a lady made on Etsy. But it's one of my favourite items of clothing that I continuously mm-hmm. wear. Um but we've kind of figured for us it's cheaper to fly to another country. Like the price of the train tickets can be a flight we Mm -hmm. can actually get a flight yeah but again unfortunately with it being in the big cities because the k-pop stands tend to go to uh, the k-pop groups tend to go to paris london berlin these are the places where paying 200 pound 200 euros a night for a hotel is pretty normal and also like a top tip when you're buying tickets uh lou pre-booked an apartment in hyde uh, for stray kids before we'd even got the tickets yeah. So it's like one way you can do like on booking.com where you can do um reserve now, mm-hmm. pay either at the venue or pay Yeah, before, have a cancellation. Have a cancellation. So you're guaranteed because as soon as our tickets go on sale, you triple the price. Yeah. Triple the price for a hotel. It's big money business, K pop. Big is. money business. Um and then this is also the the hot topic I have been dying to talk about. So you non K pop groups. But that that I would then say are K pop. Yeah. I so for me personally, I'd not really paid much attention to any of the groups that were considered are they K pop, are they not K pop? But recently, actually what you've already mentioned, because they were supporting twice on tour and they did the dance challenges twice. Yeah. I have paid particular interest to Vitcher. Yes. Who were formed on the America to Korea yeah. TV show. And honestly, before I went into it, I think I had my reservations and I had sort of a bias in my head, thinking they're not going to be K-pop. Mm. They were formed in Los Angeles. They're all American or Canadian. Like, how could this possibly be K-pop? And then the more I thought about it and the more that I I listened to the song, Girls of the Year, I've watched loads of performances. Same. Now that I've watched it, I think... Of course, this is K-pop. Of course, and I mean, <laughs> I I've, I was watching the program when it was airing, um, so I kind of was watching the whole yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and I was having the conversation with B, and I thought oh, I'm going to leave this for the podcast. I thought this is interesting. I kind of get it now how JYP goes through his process of picking who he thinks is going to be good, and it's he's looking for it. Yeah, he's also looking for something that's not going to take long to sort out. Yeah. He doesn't want. He wants someone that's like done Got and ready. Potential. Done and ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, just needs a couple of bits here and there. Yeah. And I, I heard the song. First of all, I think it sounds, even though it's in English, it's got this K-pop feel. It reminds me very much of Twice. Absolutely, I completely agree. With and that. then I saw the styling, and I saw the dancing, and the whole performance of it all. And the more that I saw it, the more I was like, this is what make what makes K-pop K-pop is not necessarily that it was all started in, you know, the group doesn't need to be all from Korea or anything like no. that. The fact that they're all-rounders, you don't really see that in the West. Generally, people are singers or dancers. They might do a bit of both, but these guys are singers, they're rappers, they're visuals. They, it's part of the whole package. They came through this trainee showcase show that we were speaking about, America to Korea, which is what we've spoken mm. about, and they follow the same path as k-pop idols it's just that they happen to be from america obviously they're still training with jyp and republic records it's really when you look at it in that sense you think to yourself is there actually any difference really between a group like that i i would still class it as k-pop because it's different to western music absolutely and we were having the conversation of yes they sing in english but like, what is that any difference between Twice's new song, yeah, that's in English, or any K-pop song that is in English? Mm-hmm. Is it then K-pop because they're not speaking in Korean? So to me, yeah. it's it's still K-pop. Like the whole yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. still K-pop. It's just that they're not speaking in Korean. And then I just saw I just showed uh, B before we filmed um, uh, Black Swan. Mm-hmm. I feel like they get a lot of crap. Um, and they're not as popular because there's a, some girls in there from Brazil, America, isn't there? Yeah. And um, they're, they're from India, and they they were on an interview, weren't they? And the lady was like, "Are you still K-pop?" 
yeah. and and Fatima said, "Well, we we do sing in Korean," mm-hmm. and I'm like, and then that that's what sprung the conversation of. So is it K? Is it K-pop? Yeah. See, I th- this is what made me think that yeah, I think the, the fact that they obviously they speak in Korean and they sing in Korean and everything like that, and they live in Korea. Yeah. That all definitely. I can see how that plays a part, but for me, it's more the actual product. It's the performance, the all-rounder, the styling, the performances, the dancing, the singing, everything all was one in that package. Mm. That is what I think of as K-pop. The tr- I mean, obviously, I think it was saying that a couple of members of Black Swan actually didn't necessarily go through the training process the same as others, but obviously a lot of them did, and I know that Black Swan did actually start out with some Korean members. And then it sort of brings you into that thing of if it me if no Korean members means that it's not K-pop. How many non-Korean members do you have before you can say that it's not K-pop? Because mo- majority of groups, there's very few groups I can think of that have an all K- Korean group. Korean. Yeah, yeah. And I think like some of your favorite artists, um, for example, um, NCT. Mark is from Canada. Johnny's from the USA. Um, Stray Kids, Bantang and Felix, are both from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Blackpink, Rose's from Australia as well. Lisa Thailand. Yeah. Bam Bam's from Thailand. Yeah. Twice you've got some Japanese members there. You've got uh, Minnie's from Thailand from Idol. Yeah. You've got some Chinese members. Seventeen. You've got some Chinese members. Yeah. You've got Joshua from the USA. Yeah. They, there's when you actually look at it, majority of groups from the big companies do have at least one if not more foreign members so shall, anyway we have spoken a lot about what makes k-pop k-pop and these things that we personally this is just coming from me and am these are the things that we have kind of narrowed it down to this is specific to k-pop and to me this is what makes it different so if you were to summarize am what makes k-pop k-pop for you the fits the outfits oh the fits different every time yeah. stylists have obviously yeah. sorted them out uh photo cards yeah i think that's a real and albums is a yeah. big thing uh and i also think the variety shows yeah that's the all and i think if you had to sum and up, just to sum it up the 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 actual an actual being a, an actual idol yeah as jyp was like saying like William from um Oh, sorry, one young from uh, Ive. Yeah, he said that she was the most, she was the perfect idol. Everything screamed idol. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. basically just being an an idol in general. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the all rounder concept. Yes, the visual, the vocal, the rap, the dance, the entertainers. Well. Yeah, I think the whole all rounder thing does make it's you package. an idol. It's yeah. a package. Yeah, the idol. It's not. Yeah, you're not just a singer. You, you really everything that you portray Absolutely. is this idol image, and yeah. I think that that is, I think that definitely makes it different and stand out. Definitely from Western pop. So shall we wrap up this episode before we get too yeah crazy? I was saying that the topic of this week. I would say for the recommendation is what what is the most K-pop song to you? Like what screams K-pop as your recommendation? Like if you mm-hmm. were listening to listening to a song and you say. This is what K-pop is for me. Yeah. What is it? Oh, I don't know if necessarily if this is what K-pop is for me personally. Mm. But when I think of K-pop, yeah, what stands out to me is I'd have to go twice. Shut up! You're gonna steal mine. I was gonna say fancy. Oh, see, mine's gonna be yes or yes. So. Oh, see, then I think like twice screams. Yeah, K-pop. K-pop. Like, to that me, is exactly what I think. Fancy to me is just bright, colourful. It's got the bops, it's got the vibes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got that like upbeat, light-hearted. I could be walking anywhere. Gym, bus. Uh-huh. You know, you've kind of got that on. You just immediately feel happy. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yes or yes, I'm saying, because that was sort of like the first song that I heard of Twice, and I think that that is why, to me, that is what I think of when I think of K-pop. I think of twice doing the yes or yes like okay yeah. hand signs. Maybe we should also recommend a boy group. A well. boy group, yeah, that's just so one. we don't look total nut jobs because we've both picked the same pick group. twice. <laughs> okay, am um, you go first with boys. Very nice, seventeen. Ooh, that's, that's what perfect. I. I think that is um, oh, agile nice. That <laughs> nice 
that yeah. that like the music video and everything and the song that just screams k-pop to me yeah that is that is a solid choice actually thank you Ooh, i don't know what i'm gonna go for now i let me predict it shiny do you know i was thinking oh, i yeah. was thinking one of the old school ones yeah maybe even their debut replay <sighs> i thought you were gonna say ring a ding dong yeah i did think that about Re- i love replay <laughs> yeah i know what you mean it's like the mullets the yeah. hair fits, the scarves yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it i do think that yeah i do think that that does scream to me shiny shiny embodies k-pop when yeah. you think of k-pop you do think of shiny yeah think of the old school i also think of bill's generation yeah some of the old well. stuff yeah yeah i know what you mean My, it, it, into the new world if anyone's not listened to that yeah the yeah. sound of that just screams like old k-pop mm-hmm. yeah anyway we're gonna wrap up we best do so do you want to see us next week so do you want to listen next week so do you want to listen next week <laughs> yes you do <laughs> Woo!